I'm leaving y'all. Forget your church. Forget your business. God about to make me a ruler over nations. What? You gonna work for me one day? Because many of us leave our last season thinking it's about others when God is trying to build your faith in all uh, y'all not. And so you're doing it trying to prove something and God's trying to improve something in you. Uh. Look how he left though. So he departed. And in my mind, everyone was like, I gotta go. Like this ain't even time. Like, you know, when somebody's like fast walking, like, like he departed, he was like, oh shoot, I got to. It's like the people you see in the mall, if you go at 6 a.m. and then people walking in the mall. I just, for me, I just feel like he had to get out of there. How do you know? Because he said he departed in faithful obedience. Like, I don't know if this is going to work. Maybe it will. But I'm going to be faithful or full of faith. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to trust in God. And I'm just going to be obedient. As the Lord has directed him. Who directed him? This is where I just want to let you know. Do not make a plan. And then just go do it. Because God's grace is sufficient. And he'll protect you and he'll save you. But when you move outside of the will of God. He cannot prevent all the scars. And so a lot of people are like. If God's good. His grace is going to cover. Yes. But you'll have some cuts. That you were never meant to have. That if you would just stay in his will. And it might not be in your timetable. And it not, might not be how you wanted it. And who you thought it was coming through. But our goal is to be faithfully obedient. Somebody say faithful. faithful. And obedient. obedient. Okay so Pastor Mike. Why aren't more people living by faith? If it's that big of a deal for us. Why aren't people living by faith? And I really honestly think. It's because. People think that their doubt disqualifies their faith. Because you hear in scriptures like you have to you have to believe and not doubt. And then it'll come to pass. And like we're in this like human experience. Like it's like it like comes with my flesh suit that like sometimes I doubt. Like, dang, I don't know if that's going to happen. And like, I don't know. And so what the enemy does is at the moment you doubt, he tries to come and reinforce it and say, that's right. You're doubting. You don't believe God. Your prayers don't even work. This doesn't even happen. And this is what I, I have to believe in this moment is that doubt is a part of this fallen world. Like there are going to be moments that we doubt. Pa- Pastor, I just don't believe that. Jesus doubted. Can I prove it to you? He was one third, one third of the planning committee for this whole idea to save humanity. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But when he gets in the garden and it's about 24 hours before he's about to go to the cross, he's sitting in the garden of Gethsemane saying, guys, I think I made a wrong plan. I'm doubting what you, I know we talked about this before. I know that I said, let's do it. I'm going to go down. I'm going to die the death that they couldn't die. And then I'm going to raise again. But uh, maybe, maybe there's another way. But nevertheless, not my 
Oh, y'all better hear me. Not my will, but yours. I want my purpose more than I want my pleasure. I want my purpose more than I want to live in this idea of a Christian life. He was all God and all human, so God had to put in there a moment where he doubted. But he responded to the doubt in faith. That this don't feel right, but maybe, maybe this plan is going to work. Maybe if I just do it, maybe somebody in 2019 will be in a church hearing this word and maybe it'll be the thing that saves their life. Let me help you. The opposite is faith of faith is not doubt. It's fear. The opposite of faith is not doubt. It's fear. And I'm going to prove it to you because some of y'all sitting there still looking at me. Look at Mark chapter four. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. It says, as evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. Who told them to cross? I said, who told them to cross? This is the same Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end. The one who would not tell them to cross if he did not know that they were going to make it across. Now, I want you to just keep that in your back of your mind. It says, so they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind. Although other boats followed, but soon a fierce storm came. Like the storms in our life. Like the storms in our marriages. The storms in our finances. Anybody right now, let's be honest, we are a hot church, humble, open, and transparent. Is anybody going through a storm right now in any area of your life? I got both hands up, okay? All right, thank you. Okay? So now, as soon a fierce storm came up, high waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. What, was, what y'all think Jesus was doing? Jesus was sleeping. Now, what does it look like For you to be frantically tripping about the situation, whatever it is, the storm in your life. And Jesus is snoring, like drooling. Y'all know that sleep that you forget, like you wake up and you you think you got to fight because you you don't know where you are. Like some of y'all know about that. Like he was asleep like that. It says he was sleeping in the back of the boat with his head on a pillow. The disciples woke him up shouting, J.J., don't you care about us? We're going to drown. We're about to swim. <laughs> when Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he looked at the disciples and look what he said. Why are you afraid? Now look what he con- contrasted with. Instead of being afraid, do you still have no faith? See, the opposite of faith is fear. Put it up on the screen real quick. I want you to see this because most of us are standing in between fear and faith. And every day we get to wake up, we decide what we're going to focus on. Am I going to put my faith in the thing that looks like it's not going to work out or I'm going to turn my faith and put it into the thing that can change me. Pass me that pillow real quick. Throw me that pillow real fast. I want you to see this real quick that the example that Jesus is saying is while you are frantic in fear, 
Jesus is sleeping. Oh, thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. Uh, he's sleeping in the same place where you're being crazy. He's on the boat with you. And if you're looking at his position when the money doesn't seem like it's going to come in. When it looks like you're not going to qualify for the next semester. When it looks like your family is never going to be healed. What you're doing is you have a pillow and you thought you was going to sleep. And you can't. You up. You trying to figure out what are we going to do? Are we going to drown? And God's saying, if you would follow my posture. If you would have faith in me. I would take you from building your resting place in fear. And making a bed in the middle of faith. How's it going to work out, Pastor Mike? I don't know. But he's with me in this boat. And I'm going to, everybody say rest. Well, Pastor Mike, y'all got the building. 10.5 million. You ready to rest? I say, yeah. I was resting before it happened. And now we need another 20 million to be able to make it state of the art. Because he gave the promise. He's the one told me back there that it was going to work. Why would I move when God does something back into fear? And what's happening is when God blesses you, we got the house. Then what you do is you be like, oh, no, the bills is higher. What's going to happen? And you step back over into fear. He brings you to another place and provides for everything you need. And you're out here in faith. And then one little storm come up. You just start backpedaling. Maybe God didn't say it. I'm just trying to give you a picture of what you live. <laughs> you can be mad at me if you want to, but I'm trying to practically see that maybe God can work in maybe faith. A question you should ask yourself all week is where do I put my pillow? In this situation, where am I putting my pillow? In faith or fear? And so because of that, you got to understand that the spirit that God has given us is not one of fear. Look at 2 Timothy 1.7. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but he's given us power, love, and self-discipline or a sound mind. Somebody just needs to say in faith, say, I choose faith. I choose faith. Say it like you mean it. I choose faith. I choose faith. So I'm about to set some people free right here in my last four minutes. Okay. I want you to hear me say this. The idea of being 100% sure something is God is a lie. Because most of you are paralyzed because I want to know it's 100% God. Even when pastors and ministers, they're going to probably call me and text me because they don't want me to tell the common people this. But I'm about to tell you all our secrets. When somebody says, I knew it was God that told me to write down the spirit bank of Vincent. That's a lie. Maybe was God. And, and, and this is where you have to get beyond. Can God use just your maybe faith? I wasn't 100% sure until I signed the papers and got the keys. 
then it looked like, oh God, and I could have got up here and lied to you and said, I knew it was God the whole time. No, it proved to be God. It proved to be God. I didn't know when I wrote it down. I didn't know. But if I stayed in faith and it lined up with God's will, it proved to be God. And for so long in church, everybody's trying to make you feel like they know. Like, I know this is a word from God. I know this. Let me help you what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 9. It says, for we know in part. And all of y'all that prophesy and all the deep things. You only see in part. And it's not until Jesus comes back that it'll all be made clear. So when I stand up here with my knees shaking and tell you what God is going to do, it's with my maybe faith. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. But I'm going to stand in the place where it won't be because I didn't believe him. That he didn't do it. Let me help you. I live by this principle. Some people ask me, it's like, Pastor Mike, man, I mean, you just got crazy faith. Like, you just be doing things after things, and God just blessing you. I'm 32 years old, and, and we closed on one of the biggest properties in our county, okay? Like, no business school, no, 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 no bank rollers behind us. Like, like, just every day when I get up, and I say, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do today? Write down that it's going to be your building. Okay. And believe that it can happen. Okay. So, oh, you're not asking me to be 100% sure. You just want me to live at faith past the middle. Like, like, like as long as I'm not looking back in fear... And I'm looking forward towards faith. I can see this miracle at 51%. Write it down. Faith at 51%. When, when, when God said we would have the Spirit Bank Event Center, how sure were you, Pastor Mike? 51%. I wasn't 70. I wasn't 80. I had faith at 51%. And God says, you've crossed over. You've crossed over in a place where all I need is all you have, and I can work a miracle at 51%. Well, Pastor Mike, they told you your son would never talk, and he would be delayed. You, 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 you could turn and face fear and doctor's reports and what they said. But this week when I posted on Instagram that my son's going to talk, and well, yo, well, hold on. Why would you do that, Pastor Mike, if you don't know? Because my faith had to be vulnerable. Yeah. Like my faith had to get naked and I had to say this may not work, but maybe God, maybe if it's your will, maybe if you want to do this for me, I'll be one hey, that will trust you and believe you. And I'm taking my faith out of fear. I'm taking my life out of fear. And all I got to do is move to 51%. And I'm believing that there's some people in this room that are going to come out of being paralyzed in indecision. And all God's saying is have faith at 51%. Step over. I gotta believe that when Abraham was about to kill Isaac, he wasn't 100% sure that this was the right thing. When he lifted the knife, he was at 51%. 
He didn't know what was going to happen, but he just knew I had to obey God in faith. He didn't know that right when he was about to do it, a lamb or a sheep or a goat was going to come up. He just had to have faith that if I do this, you're going to come through. How do I know? This was his faith in action. Before he went up, he told the servant, me and the boy are going up to worship and we'll both be back. That is faith at 51%. So will I ever be sure that the business is going to work? No. You have to hear from God and you have to put your faith at 51%. I'm no longer in fear and I'm no, no longer paralyzed in indecision. I have stepped over into faith. And I have to believe that was what David had when he went to face Goliath that nobody else had. Trained soldiers are standing here in fear. And all David did was not step to 100% sure that it was going to happen. 51%. Today, I'm asking God to do in you what he did for the woman with the issue of blood. The woman who had dealt in fear from what the doctors had said and from what everybody had given her a bad report. She spent 12 years trying to get healed. And what ended up happening in that moment that she heard Jesus was in the vicinity. She didn't have faith. She wasn't 100% sure. She said, maybe. Maybe if I just touch the hem of his garment. Maybe if I do what nobody else is doing. Maybe if I get close enough to him. He don't even have to pray for me. He don't even have to take me to a side room. It's not even about what he does. It's just, I just need to touch him. And this woman took her faith. Probably didn't get her whole body up there because she was pushing through people. People who didn't believe it could happen. And she said, if I could just stretch my faith out and just get my mind beyond the halfway point. Her whole body probably wasn't there. But if I could just get my thoughts beyond if I could just think that God could do it. And she touched the hem of his garment and he said, who touched me? And the disciples said, God, what are you talking about? Everybody's touching you. There's a crowd of people. But in a crowd of people, the one that gets what they need, the virtue from Jesus, is the person with faith. He said, I just felt virtue leave me. Because somebody with faith stepped over the line and they had faith at 51% and he said woman because of your faith you have been made today I'm believing that for you I'm believing it for everybody watching so what do I do Pastor Mike put your faith in motion now Hebrews 11 one says now faith everybody say now, now. What, what, what can I do now You can go have that conversation with the people and find out how much it's going to cost to do the business God placed in your heart. You need no money for research. And and, and that just moved you from fear to 51%. Some of y'all need to go and you need to get a picture of all your family members who are scattered right now because you guys don't have a good relationship and you need to put them together in a picture and frame it. And every time you see it, you need to say, God's restoring my family. He's bringing my family back to health. And what does that do? That moves you from fear and you step into Standing all over this building. 
I don't know who you are and what you're going through. But God did not call you to live your Christian life in fear. And the crazy thing is, when you came into this world, you started off at zero and you had enough faith to get saved. And your eternity is secure, but you live your Christian life still in fear. Fear of what they will say, fear of what God might not do it, fear. If this is all a joke and God's saying, would you just trust me? Would you step? And I'm so proud of everybody who did your 15 minutes of faith this week. Because faith comes by and hearing what? The word of God. And so this week, many of y'all have been building and you went from 30% faith to 45% faith. And now this message, all I'm trying to do is get you over the hump. All I want you to do is believe and step out in 51% faith to this place where maybe God can heal my marriage. Maybe God can take me out of the cycles of poverty and debt. Maybe God, maybe he can, like maybe. And I'm here to tell you that God will work miracles in maybe faith. Hands lifted all over this place. God, I pray for every person under the sound of my voice and watching this. I'm praying that there is a tangible anointing of God that is hitting people's lives right now. That they would move from complacency and fear and they would walk into full faith of what you called them to do. Father, we will fix our eyes on Jesus and we will look full into his glorious grace. I thank you, Father God, that we are moving forward in what you've called us to do and we cancel the lies of the enemy. And for everybody who's doubted right now, Father, I thank you that that lie, that they're disqualified because they doubt it. I thank you that you're bringing them back to life, knowing that even the son of man doubted for a moment, but he didn't rest there. So I'm thanking you that people would pick up their mats and they would walk, that they would pick up their mats where they rested in fear and they will move over to faith. Father, not even crazy faith, not 100 percent, but God, let us walk in 51 percent. Let us step over the line. And let us see you move mountains in our life. Today will mark a day of transformation in everyone's life. Because we will move. And we will see you move in maybe faith. In Jesus' name. If you believe it, will you give God? Oh, come on. The biggest shout of praise in this place. Hallelujah. hope something in you is waking up that the faith that God has placed you in this earth with is time to let it be seen and let his glory be seen through you today if you're in this room and you've never had the faith to just trust God for your salvation today is the day that you make the greatest decision of your life it took me from being a liar addicted to pornography a bad person on the inside and it didn't turn me into a perfect man but a progressing man Today, I want to offer you that same gift. This is going to take faith, but it's just going to take a little bit. Today, would you close your eyes and bow your head? And if you're in this room and you say, Pastor, when you pray in just a moment, I want you to include me in that prayer. I I want you to raise your hand on the count of three. Uh, There's hands already up right now. Here we go. One, two, three. If that's you, I see you. There's dozens of hands going up. And I know there's even more online. Here, you can put your hand down. I'm so proud of you. Today, as a family, we're going to pray. Transformation Church, we don't pray alone. We're family here. And we're going to walk this thing out together. Everybody just say, Lord, thank you for sending Jesus. Today, I ask you to save me on a maybe. (laughs) I believe you lived, you died, 
and you rose again just for me. Today, I'm giving you control. Change me. Renew me. Transform me. I'm yours in Jesus' name. Amen.